Are we back? I think we're back. Episode eight of the Life IQ podcast. It's dope to be back. We're actually getting to the tail end of season one. Only a handful more episodes left to go uh, before the season is a wrap. And uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Welcome to this space. I hope that after you listen to this episode, you go back and listen to all the other ones that came before. If you've been kind of picking and choosing and you're just settling on this one at random, I'm glad you're here. And for those who've been rocking with every single episode, I know there's a few out there who have listened to everything that's come out this season. I appreciate you. I love you. Um, And I'm excited for this episode because I'm going to wrap the who you love questions. So the last three episodes kind of give a summary of what we talked about and some of the biggest takeaways. Give an update on what's up with me, what's hanging with me right now. And also give a sneak peek of the last question of the season. Am I smart enough? So so what's what's going on? How's life? I mean, it's no surprise to anyone listening that um, over the past, what's it like, five days now, things have drastically changed. Uh, we're finally allowed outside of our houses. We're allowed to meet with small groups of people. So I just feel like the energy, especially in the city right now, the energy in Toronto is just different. Uh, everyone's getting ready for the summer, obviously still being safe and all that. But when you know that you don't have to just sit in your crib all day and you're done work and you can actually like make plans, you can get out, you know, play some spike ball, go to a patio. The energy is just different. So in terms of my life, a couple good things, a couple things that aren't aren't so good. Actually, crazy thing was uh, my two of my roommates, Sam and Emily, who I've lived with now for the, the past year or so, recently just moved out of the city and they were back last weekend. So it was great to just catch up um, with them. But uh, on the last day before they left town, you know, they came back to the house. They had, Sam had this barbecue that we had set up on our balcony and our, our balcony is not, you know, anything too massive. It's like a small little cute balcony. But uh, so me and Sam go out of the balcony to move his barbecue into his car so they could take it back with them. And... I go to remove the the barbecue cover and all I see is just flapping wings. I see feathers and this pigeon right next to my foot. I was so shook. I I hid behind Sam. The the pigeon flapped off and lo and behold, it had been nesting on the balcony. So there was a nest, but there were also two pigeon eggs that it had had laid in the nest. So remove the barbecue. Obviously, I'm disgusted because I don't think anyone likes pigeons. They're just a different type of bird. And I really couldn't get my mind off it. So every couple hours I would come down and look at the pigeon, see it, you know, covering its eggs, sitting on the eggs, warming them, incubating them, getting ready for them to hatch. So I was like, I got to do something. I started doing some research. And what I found through research is that before pigeons lay a nest, especially in human surroundings, what they do is they perch and they they check that they will be safe from predators. And typically they like to nest um, at a specific height. So our balcony is like on our, our second floor. Um, so the pigeon had been, you know, coming and seeing that we weren't really using the balcony actively. And actually the week before I noticed that there were a lot of pigeon droppings on the balcony and things like that. And I just thought, you know, they were just picking a spot to to lay their droppings in and, and leave. But obviously they were scoping it out. And I was looking at this nest. It was insane architecture, you know, a mixture of small twigs, longer twigs even had some zip ties tied in. The architecture was immaculate. Um, So for me, you know, I'm a nice guy. So I Google how to humanely remove pigeons 
from your balcony. And I also learned that once the eggs hatch, um, you actually can't remove the pigeons because it becomes inhumane um, because the, the baby pigeons need four weeks before they can mature and fly away from the nest. So it really was quite crucial. I got a call back from, from this guy, Dan, from Toronto Wildlife Control. He gave me a full rundown. Uh, and then I passed off his contact information to my landlord, who told me he was going to be coming this weekend to to remove the pigeon. But I was starting to get uneasy, you know? I was like, the weekend is like five days away. I don't really know what's going on. So I woke up one day and I decided that that was the day for action. Um, so I found a, a really nice broom, went out on the balcony, and the rest is history. Um, I had to sweep a couple things away. Um the mama pigeon gave me a look of disappointment, but you know, at that point, pigeon's not paying rent, so I had to get rid of it, and um, you know, that was that. Besides that, I mean, life is pretty great. Besides the the guilt I feel from, you know, evicting these pigeons from my balcony, life is pretty good. We actually just hit over a thousand streams on the Life IQ podcast all time. So for everyone who's been listening, thank you, thank you so much. It's been amazing to see. Just the engagement and the, the traction every single week surpassed a thousand streams all time on the Trusting the Process episode with my boy Aiden Neal. So if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it, show some love. Um, but it's been amazing to get this validation on a, a simple idea, basically just listening to, to your boy and, and someone else talk every couple of weeks. Um, and for everyone who's who's shared, who's listened, who's given feedback, really, really uh, appreciate you. In terms of what's going on in the world, it's it's been it's been crazy, um, especially with what just happened, you know, in our province or in the province of Ontario. For those who are in Ontario, uh, with the attacks that happened in in London, Ontario, on the Muslim family of five, causing four people to pass away and and leaving this nine year old boy, um, and 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 I think it's tragic for many reasons. Obviously, uh, in a country that you know everyone deems to be so multicultural and accepting of multiple values and views, religions and creeds and colors. Um, and as a minority, obviously you you experience different things that other people might not, but to see such a blatant and direct attack, just based on how this family was dressed while on a walk in public is extremely disappointing. The other thing is to think about the fact that I think as young people, we we believe that our generation is not like older generations, you know, when we, we talk about boomers and their mentality um, or older generations being more susceptible to having racist views. But this kid behind the wheel was 20 years old. And that's that's someone who's four years younger than me, who can still have these views that there's no place for a Muslim family in quote unquote his country. Um, and I think that that really sends a message to, to us uh, as young people to think about the impacts that we're having on our friends and on our immediate community um, and being able to challenge views like that and, and call people out and ensure that we're not only, you know, talking the talk, but we walk the walk as well. Because when I see something like, you know, a 20 year old being capable of such an action, I think it, it kind of speaks to this bigger issue that we're not as progressive as we think we are. We're not as accepting or inviting as we think we are. And there's a lot of work to be done to get 
you know, the place that we live and the place that we want to raise children in to that point, especially for, you know, our, our Muslim brothers and sisters and, and, and our friends coming off of coming off of this attack. Um, just imagining it and thinking about the fact that someone, you know, can't just openly go for a walk. And, and obviously these are things that have been shown in the media a lot in the U.S. And, and, and we've heard people say like, oh, that doesn't happen in Canada or make jokes about people in the U.S. might be fleeing to Canada soon. And we've seen like the Google searches when things happen down there, people saying, how do I immigrate to Canada? But it's something that's very real. It's something that's real. Uh, for minorities is something that's real for the indigenous community. Um, so I think my, my biggest takeaway from that, besides the tragedy, is the fact that we as young people, we're not exempt. We're not exempt from being challenged on that. And we're not exempt from taking a stand and doing our part to ensure that if we see something like this, we're, we're able to, to challenge it and address it. So sending my love you know, to that family, to that, that nine-year-old boy, um, and also sending love to any Muslim brothers and sisters who might be listening to this episode. Um, I'm praying for you. I stand with you. I love you. Uh, and I'm sending you, sending you strength. So the last question on the pod was who you love. And we broke it down into three different sections. We had our relationships with our friends, our relationships with ourselves, and our relationships with others, you know, whether platonic or or romantic relationships. And that first episode, another question brought on my boy Falarin. It was an amazing, genuine conversation. Um, it was filled with lots of laughs and, and just lots of real talk. And we talked about showing love to our friends and how we show up in those relationships. Um, and the life lesson from that was remembering that it's not about you. And on top of that, remembering that deep down, everybody just wants to be loved. So in a certain situation, what love would you want to receive? And then how do we give that to other people? And specifically, Flo talked about um, just his mindset after the tragedies in the States with the murder of George, George Floyd and the expectation of people to show up in those, in those friendships, to be able to show that support. And I think it's super relevant now with everything that's going on, being able to also think about, man, what do my, what do my friends need from me in this moment and how can I be present uh, for them? Then I brought on my boy, Aiden. Um, we talked about a ton of stuff, we talked about, you know, basketball days back in high school, Gave a long shout out, forgot someone, made up for it. But uh, the, the life lesson there was really just trusting the process. The fact that life happens in stages and we're still in you know that early to mid 20s grind, finding how we fit in society um, and understanding that that feeling of looking and that feeling of transition and, and figuring out what that fit is can last a long time. It's not something that could happen overnight for some and it could be a little bit longer for others. So just taking things as they come, as long as we're doing the best that we can and taking time to enjoy life in specific moments, then things will work out. And in the last episode, uh, I had my friend Muna come on and we talked about romantic relationships and singleness. She, she dropped some knowledge in that respect. And the two amazing life lessons I took out from that episode 
was the first one being uh, intentional singleness. So the fact that singleness is not this period of time or lull in between two relationships. And Muno pointed out this kind of messed up view where we might see singleness as that, basically a period of time that's a, an in-between instead of focusing on us and using that period of time to, to date ourselves, quote unquote. And then the other lesson was being comfortable with rejection. So once again, uh, being able to, to shoot, shoot your shot, put yourself out there uh, and just take things as they come. So I think overall that the topic of love is one that's multifaceted. Um, and the biggest things to consider moving forward, at least the things that I'm considering moving forward is in periods of time, what am I doing to focus on myself? How am I showing myself love? What things am I putting into routine and into practice to ensure that I'm taking care of myself, whether it's finding time to exercise or to sleep or to eat right, spending time with other people, but also spending time with myself, being grounded, those sorts of things. The next one is how am I showing up in my relationships, either platonic or otherwise? So am I giving my friends the same energy that they're giving me? And if there's something that's lacking, how am I communicating that to ensure that um, those those relationships are are equally balanced? Uh, and then and then the, the third one, I think more relevant to our situation is we've been in this period of time where things have pretty much been a standstill for for over a year. So now that things are changing and the world is returning to what it was before 2020, um, how are we also going to change in, in those relationships? And overall, I think, you know, like I said on the first solo episode, the journey continues. I uh, will continue to learn and grow together. We'll continue to investigate these questions. Um, and, and hopefully love is something that all of you prioritize moving forward uh, in whatever way that shows up in your life. At this point, um, if you've been listening for a while, you know the Celebration of Life segment is a staple. If this is your first episode listening, the Celebration of Life is simply a segment where we give a quick shout out to someone who's top of mind, uh, someone who's maybe taught us something, maybe a joke, shout out, a birthday, whatever it is. Uh, I have a couple of shout outs today. Initially, when I when we started the pod, it was going to be one shout out for one person, but people have been breaking the rules left and right. So at this point, you know, it just kind of depends on the episode and how many, how many I want to give. My first shout out goes to my little brother, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Um, I love, I love all my siblings. I have three siblings, Lois, Eunice, and Daniel. I feel like at some point they'll each all get their individual shout outs. But uh, Daniel really just because I was just home recently back in Ottawa seeing my family for the first time since uh, Christmas. Um, and... Just being home, you know, this time, and I feel like this is something that's been happening over time. Just seeing him be a man now where he has his routine, you know, he has his life organized. He's putting in the work when it comes to his craft, um, school, work, and then also uh, pursuing football. And then we, you know, we had some time to, to play some some ball together. Back in the day, it wasn't even a, a contest, like, um, I was giving Daniel the work left and right. He would always say I was cheating. Um, he can never beat me. But but nowadays, you know, he beats me probably 50-50. Like 50% of the time, I'll win. 50% of the time, he'll win. Um, but after we, we hooped one day, we just had a really great conversation around our personal development, you know, around our faith, 
around our goals and the dreams that we have for ourselves and, and for our family. And it was just dope because it was like it was like the first time having a conversation with my little brother where it was just like, oh, this is like this is a man to man conversation. Like this is not even my little brother. I'm learning as much from him as he's learning from me. So shout out to Daniel. Um, keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm super proud of you. Sending you love. The second shout out goes out to anyone who's listening who wears glasses. And there's a there's a specific reason for this shout out. So recently I, I had to go in and get an eye exam done um, just to update my prescription. And also my, my glasses were getting kind of kind of funky. So I was trying to get a new pair. And I went in and the eye exam, you know, it's something that I've been doing now for, for many years. But it had me thinking back to, to growing up. And I got my first pair of glasses when I was nine years old. So most of my life I've, I've had glasses. And I remember just all the insults that came with it as a kid, you know, being called four eyes, getting made fun of, the hassle of like taking off your glasses to play for gym class, sometimes losing them, sometimes breaking them because a ball would hit you in the face. Um, then like trying not to wear your glasses so you were cool but couldn't really see. There's just a lot that came with wearing glasses. Um, so you kind of go through that process where people really bully you about your glasses and all that kind of stuff. And then you grow up and glasses just become one of the most expensive parts of your life. Like going in for a test, that's already automatic hundred dollars. Then you gotta get dilation drops for them to do another test. That's an extra thing on, on top. And then, and then just buying glasses is super expensive. Like I spent multiple hundreds of dollars walking out of the glasses store. And I was just thinking, I was like, man, this is, this is a lot of work. So for anyone who wears glasses, man, I'm celebrating your life today, giving you a shout out. Um, you know, if, you, if you're in touch with your parents, just give them a call and, and just say, mom and dad, I just want you to know, thank you for, for giving me this horrible eyesight because um, you really taught me resilience. I'm going through a lot wearing these glasses. Um, but for, you know, anyone who's a four-eyed person like me, or maybe you're wearing contacts, you're still two-eyed, I see you and I appreciate you. Uh, before we wrap up, episode's a short one. These solo episodes are, are not supposed to be long talk, supposed to be just quick updates. The last question of this season is titled, Am I Smart Enough? You smart. You very smart. This question is all about the ideas that, that we generate and also just having the confidence to, to put those ideas out into the world and, and see how people react. I think whether we like it or not, we live in a very entrepreneurial generation. And I don't think that only applies to businesses and startups and, you know, side hustles. I think it just applies to the expectation of, of doing more than one thing. And also, I think our tendency as young people to do more than one thing. Um, and, you know, even in this past year, in this past season of, of quarantine, a lot of people I've seen are experimenting with different things or trying different things and, you know, having that confidence to put things out there. Maybe some of it is just, there's nothing else to do. Or maybe some of it is just the fact that we're growing and maturing as people and we're just becoming more confident in ourselves. But I don't think it's always that easy to, to put things out there. Personally, for me, even this this podcast, like I've mentioned before on the show, it took me a while to build up the confidence to, to share something uh, that I, I loved doing so much. And I see myself as a, quite a confident person, but it was still a bit of a process. You know, first you come up with the idea 
And for me, that that's like, you know, talking to myself in the shower, in the mirror, putting things in my notes on my phone. Uh, then you kind of refine it and make it a little bit better, but it's not good enough. So you work on it a bit more. Uh, and then you get to the hardest part of putting it out there and finding that confidence and belief in yourself. And I know that's the thing that a lot of people experience. And I find that once you've done it the first time, uh, it becomes a lot easier to do it again and again. So for the next three episodes of the season, uh, our conversations are really going to revolve around this question um, and how it kind of comes full circle um, when you come up with an idea and then get to the point where you're like, wow, this is, I feel so confident in myself and this idea that I'm, I'm ready to put it out there. We're going to talk about the difficulties that we can face in that process and the steps we're overcoming. So my next three guests are going to be people who've who've come up with some pretty cool ideas, come up with some pretty bad ones, um, but have had had the the confidence to to put those ideas out there. So if you're someone who's listening, you're sitting on something, you're kind of incubating that idea like the pigeon was doing with those eggs, and you haven't really found that ability to, to step out, uh, I think that one of these next three episodes might really resonate with you. Um, but altogether, just more great perspectives from more amazing young people on the Life IQ podcast. I'm looking forward to wrapping up this season. Uh, I'm looking forward to sharing more with you. And I'm looking forward to continue to learn because that's what it's all about. So once again, thanks y'all for rocking with me. Quick solo episode, no long talk. Shout out to Daniel. Shout out to any glasses wearing individuals. If you're someone who's trying to hop on the glasses train, let me know. I'll give you my plugs, man. A couple stores here and there where you can get some proper frames. Um, now I'm just rambling at this point, but it's the end of the episode. If you haven't heard the others, go back and listen. Uh, click that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Like the episode, share it, and uh, give me your feedback. All love.